everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Safe Space. Um, now we are on episode nine. We're almost close to episode ten. So that means we're almost like a Netflix series, guys. Netflix series says. Right, Marcus? Yup. Two more episodes. Because the, what was it, like three episodes ago, you were like, guys, we're almost a series. And I was like, wait a minute. Is that 22 episodes? Are we 10 episodes? I don't know. So now we're like Netflix series status. I'm we're getting closer. So, um, so how is everybody doing? So now, yeah, go ahead, Marcus. Um, I'm doing okay today. You're doing good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I yelled at you for being as always. Like, I got here at one thirty at time. I looked at the time. I looked by every second on my on my phone. I got here at one thirty instead of one thirty. I know, but I'm always yelling. Um, so today we're actually really lucky. We have some guests. Um, can our guests introduce themselves? I get really excited when we get guests. Hello, everyone. My name is Miss Danielle. I'm a staff member at the bridge. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. Hi, my name is Isaiah. I am a student at Irvington High School. I'm a junior. Uh, and I just want to say thank you guys for having me. My name is Amanda, 16, and being in IHS. IHS, alright, okay. Kind of fancy over here. Um, and then Carissa, what's, uh, how are you doing? And I'm Carissa, I'm doing pretty good. I would say phenomenal. And oh. a student at Rutgers, New Brunswick. I like how Chris does her little introduction. So, um, how's everybody's week going? Um, I know, you know, every week we do a little bit on the virtual learning. So I decided, Marcus and I were talking yesterday, we're going to step away about the virtual learning because every time we talk about virtual learning, we end up talking about it for like 15, 20 minutes. So let's just talk about like, how is your daily like life? How is everything? Anything you guys want to talk about? Like, What's going on in the news? Anything particular? Amanda's like itching. I can see her. She's like itching to talk. Go ahead, Amanda. I you can start the conversation. I saw this post where it was Trump and his wife voting. Okay. And it was Trump looking at his wife putting in her ballot and they're going viral. Also, that TikTok with Sasha, um, Michelle, and Barack's daughter. Okay. The whole TikTok thing. And I think. I know nothing about TikTok world, so please explain to me about this TikTok thing. Oh, so basically, Sasha, uh huh, Brock's daughter, and her friend made a TikTok, and it was a TikTok to like the City Girl song, and she deleted it like a second after, and it went viral, and people have been shaming her, and I don't understand why they've been shaming her, because it was just innocent fun. Yeah, I don't. Do you think it's if she was like some regular person, they wouldn't have made such a big deal about it? No, they wouldn't. Interesting, interesting. What do you guys think about that? I mean, if it was just the, uh, if it, like you said, if it was just somebody random, then it wouldn't really be showed like that. But being that's the president's daughter, everybody's expecting her to act a certain way just because she was like the former president's daughter. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was just wild. That's like, well, especially because I really don't know what TikTok is. I really need to get on this before I see what this video. But, you know, it's, again, about this mail-in voting. And then, you know, you have 
a young girl, just the way young girls always like what your generation's doing. Carissa, you got any thoughts? You know what? Carissa, do you know about this video? And no one told me about it? I have absolutely no idea about the video. It makes me feel so much better. Okay, go ahead. But what, do you, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is I would not see a problem with it because at the end of the day, she's just a young girl living her life. And despite being put under so much pressure because of her status or the status of her parents, it's just really unfair. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Marcus? Marcus, I know you got Let's hear it. So my opinion is that, yeah, like Carissa said, it's unfair. She's young. She didn't choose her life. Her life was given to her by her parents, which gave her that status. She was just living her life. So why would they do that to her? And she's young in all of that. So I felt that, like, after Amanda stating that, yeah, me too. I don't watch TikTok or anything. But it's really, like, impressive to hear that. Yeah. So now I'm going to come up with a follow-up. Do you think if Baron Trump did the same thing, how do you think the outcome would have been? Miss Daniel's giggling. Miss Daniel, what do you think? First of all, I was about to say, who's Baron Trump? But I use context. I'm usually, you know, I'm not going to talk about politics, but. So, those who don't know who Baron Trump is, that's uh, Donald Trump's youngest son. Right, right. I kind of figured that after a while. Yeah, that's his youngest son right now. So, what do you guys think if his youngest son did the same thing that Sasha did? I think Um, it would. Oh, Chris is ready. Yeah, honestly, I think people would just laugh it off. Like, they would think nothing of it, especially because he's a male. And um, males really get away with a lot of things. True. Yeah, I don't think, I think the internet would just blow it off. Yeah, yeah. Marcus, Marcus is ready. I was going to say that it wasn't, like, if he did it, it wouldn't go, like, as much viral as um, the person did before because um, it's Donald Trump, bro. Like, I, don't think, I don't think they're gonna like try to like make a big deal and then you know Donald Trump his childish shenanigans and all of that so yeah I don't think like it's, it's gonna have much of a big impact like on the kids or anything so yeah I also think he wouldn't even do that because of the fact that Trump is trying to ban TikTok from America like so you think so? no yeah that's actually oh well that, that I know that but like you, I don't know so I don't think I think who was in the White House 
because she tweeted herself, and she had to verify little But we gotta so. we gotta verify the news source. So we cannot. We gotta verify this story, y'all. Whoever is listening, we will verify and get back to y'all. So, I mean, I, I like. I would see it though. I, I would see his yeah. ex-wife being a lesbian. I mean, I have the oh my god face on, but. Okay, okay. I mean, I wouldn't doubt like if he did it because remember the national anthem and how he was moving around. Yes, exactly like that, and he was just like trying to. Let me see. He was like orchestrating a band, like the way he was moving his fingers. Yes, I but, remember that video. Yeah, so that's why I said like if you just like don't doubt that it's a possibility that you would do that. Like even though like you fake news source, I can still like see. I can still vision him doing that. Isn't that sad? Like, even, like, you know, whether or not, let's say whether or not it did happen, but you could still see it based on his past actions. Yeah. I mean, the video did come out. Let me use the video. Alright, after this, we'll be, what, oh, of the National Anthem. Oh, yeah, 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 that, that's what I'm saying, though, because based on his actions, like, again, like Isaiah said, the video of him orchestrating the band, like, he thinks he needs all that in back chips, um, the video, like, the video you're saying of like specifically that of these dishes getting thrown or whatever because of like his actions in the past we can imagine him doing something like this but yeah okay thoughts very you know these are thought-provoking questions um okay yes miss danielle it just goes to show you like as you get older you can you will realize when someone throws someone else under the bus or tries to shame someone else they always have skeletons in their own closet right good point so you know if you're gonna talk some nonsense you better look see what's behind you know in your own closet so thank you you know thank you guys for you know just talking a little bit you know we're changing it up a little bit and i appreciate the you know talking a little news Gossip. I like it. I like it. It's the team. We should be called this section in the beginning. The team. What do you think, Carissa? Yes, I can agree with that. The team. The team. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um. So let's start. Let's go straight into our topic for today. Carissa, can you start us off? Definitely. So. This week we'll be talking about teen dating violence. And this is a type of intimate partner violence which occurs between two people in a close relationship. Um, it refers, it can take place in person or electronically, um, such as repeated texting or posting sexual pictures of a partner online without consent. Um, unhealthy relationships tend to start early and they can last a lifetime. Teens are often targets of these violent relationships because behaviors can become abusive and develop into serious forms of violence. When it starts early, it's like hard to get out of that pattern, which is why it starts from teenage years. Uh, there are four different types of behaviors, which is physical violence, which is when a person hurts or tries to hurt another person. Um, by hitting, kicking, or using any other type of physical force, sexual violence, which is forcing or attempting to to force a partner to take place in a sex act, or sexual touching, non-physical sexual event. Um, lastly, 
their psychological aggression and stalking, which is the repeated unwanted attention and contact by a partner that causes fear or concern for one's own safety or the safety of someone close to the victim. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for providing all that uh, information for us because I think when we think about teen dating violence, I, I don't think people understand the whole scope of everything. So um, now that we kind of got over what it is, Marcus, can you kind of give us like a little bit of stats before we actually dive into the conversation? Okay, um, so these stats are coming from CDS Youth Risk Behavior Survey and National Into Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Series. And it indicates that one in 11 females and approximately one in 15 males in high school have been reported to have been experiencing physical dating violence in the last year. Another fact is that one in nine and one in 36 males in high school students report having experience in dating violence in the last year. And 26% of women and 15% who are victims of contact, violent, physical, and stalking by imitating partner in life, in their lifetimes first experienced these or other forms of violence by a partner that was age 18. And another fact is that the burden of TVD is not shared equally across all groups. Um, sexual minor groups are disappropriately affected by all forms of violence, and some radical slash ethnical minorities groups are disproportionately affected by many of the violence. Also, um, some of my questions are: What do you think abuse occurs in some teens in dating violence? Okay. Um, what do you think abuse occurs in some teenage dating relationships? Honestly, I can say the same as I said last week, that it starts from in the home. Like, I firmly believe that what you learn at home strongly influences how you are as an individual. So, say for example, if uh, if a girl is taught from a young age that she should be submissive, to her male counterpart, when she gets into a relationship, that's exactly what she's gonna do. And if a guy um, learns that women should be submissive to him, then he's gonna grow up having the same mentality and the cycle just continues until someone says that's enough. So Carissa, before you move, um, I have a question. So you're saying that some cases can happen at home, but what if you like you're living with a good family that treats you to do the right thing? But because remember last week we was talking about peer pressure and how if you think like lots people are peer pressuring them at school to do different things and it tends to like over pressure them. Do you think that's another way that they will um, have this like abusive relationships and all of that with their partner? Yeah, um, I agree. That can also be one of the factors because peer groups have a lot to do with how an individual reacts too. Because I've I've definitely heard of instances where uh, guys have been called weak because they let their um, partner walk all over them. But regardless, in a relationship, both parties are supposed to be equal. So no one's supposed to be called weak for treating... Okay, so for example, like something that gets me really upset, recently people have been calling guys who take care of their partners simps. How are you a simp? For taking care of your girlfriend, that is some a, a simp. 
What's that? Basically, a simp is a... I'm learning new terms. I'm sorry. A simp is swing, and it basically means a male who will do anything for a girl who won't do the same for her. So, basically, a male will buy a girl a bunch of expensive bags, jewelry, gear, food every day, but she'll never look at him like that, or she's just using him. But he knows that, but he's still doing all that stuff for her. Oh, is yeah. it simp? Short for simpleton? <laughs> like, I'm so Because usually, like, slang words, their origin, it comes from something. Like, you you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm just trying to figure out where did we figure out how to name that type of pet, you know. Like how simps came to be. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Kristen, not to cut you off. I no, just, you just seen the term and I'm like, what? I cannot tell you where it came from. Like, I just know that it's been really popular recently, and I do not agree with it because nothing is wrong with taking care of your partner. Okay, the proper definition is it means a guy that is overly desperate for a woman, especially if she is a bad person or has expressed her disinterest in him, who which he continues to obsess over. They usually just virgins that will accept from will accept girls from anyone, regardless of who they are. But a lot the of the urban dictionary. Yeah. Alright, because the Oxford one says see or foolish person. Oh, okay, oh. so it's the actress. Okay. Oh, so it's an actual word? Yeah. yeah no, oh. So basically, a lot of people like to overuse the word simp. So if someone wants to see a boyfriend buying his girlfriend maybe a car or a bag or something, they'll call him a simp because he's doing a nice deed for her. So we like to overuse the word a lot. Um, and like to shame respectful men. Like respectful men. They say they're foolish or... Okay, so Amanda, you're... Wait, silly. Well, I want, I want Krista to finish her thought. I I'm just sure. was very like... Oh, my bad. Yeah, Krista, finish your thought. I just... Oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Um, So where I was getting at is that I've heard of instances where like there's been a group of guys like... Okay, so there's... The instance is that there's a guy who has a group of guy friends, and that particular guy has a significant other. Now, he takes care of his significant other and treats her like the princess she's supposed to be treated like, and the other guys disagree because he's not, uh, like, hanging with the bros or doing this, the childish things that they used to do, so he's now a simp because... He has responsibilities and is taking care of his relationship like he should. Hmm. Peer pressure, it does play a role, but if your morals are straight and if you know what you're doing, then it should not be a problem for you to start abusing your relationship. Okay. Okay, um, back to what Amanda was saying. Um, I have a question because I'm trying to get on the same page. I'm, I'm kind of confused because, like, so what you were saying was like when people are like men are like called a simp like in many just because they're buying them clothes and all of that. So that's what you're saying. Basically, when a person wants to show, show a little bit of gratitude to their significant other and they post it, a lot of people will call them simp, or their friends will call them simp because they're doing a good deed, and they're just assuming the relationship thinking that she'll never do anything like that because a lot of dudes, not not all dudes, but there's quite a few who think that girls will just use a dude just for the money or for food 
it won't, you know, reciprocate the same type of feeling or the same materialistic love in a relationship as the duos. So what I so what I'm getting at is is it's just a basically it's a one way. Like in simplistic terms, a simp is just someone who'll do anything for a girl who won't do nothing for him. It's the same thing. I feel like it's the same thing as saying like, "Dang, you whipped!" Like you, uh, yeah. In our in our terms, is like you yeah. whipped, you sprung. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like I think that's what that is. Uh, it's just it's so corrupted too. Oh, you don't. I'm down in a just <laughs> because I'm, I'm in a professional setting, I still understand. But uh, young people will always have their words. I when know. you get thirty, there the next generation is going to have another word, yeah. same thing. You know. But keep going, yeah, Marcus. What else? What else you have for us? I got a few more questions. Okay. So my second question is, why might it be difficult for victims to leave an abusive relationship? Well, sometimes it's because of the emotional connection they have, and they think that they can't leave because they're still stuck in this mindset where I love them, I can fix them, I don't have to leave them. Because usually in an abusive relationship, the person will become dependent on the other, so it feels like they can't live life without them. And I also think it, it can be fear, too. Just, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, fear of being alone, fear of abandonment, you know, that separation anxiety. Like, you know, it's hard for the person to, like Amanda said, it, you know, emotionally attached to, like, the fear of kind of, like, no one else will love me. And then also sometimes you start to, convince yourself like this is how someone should show their love or this is how he or she shows their love so i might as well deal with it so that brings me to another question um do y'all believe that in some cases like a reason why people are still in an abusive relationship is because they're not knowing that they're a victim of an abusive relationship that is very true because social media justifies toxic relationships way too much and a lot of people especially young people around middle schoolers they'll see that and then they'll try to reciprocate it in their own life and in their own relationship and try to mimic what's happening on social media because they think that's what a couple's supposed to be like so they won't know it's abusive because abusive and toxic relationships are the trend right now um, so what do you think, Isaiah? Uh, honestly, to like what Amanda said, I feel it's like more what you, like whatever you see. Because if you're like new to a relationship and like you just, what, see a couple argue, like your parents or your friends, like in a relationship and they argue, like of course you're gonna adapt to that mindset, like that you should argue with your significant other and like just be toxic, like completely toxic. Instead of like communicating and being like respectful and actually like becoming understanding of one another. Yeah. What about you, Carissa? Um, I would also say another thing is manipulation. Um, I've heard about partners uh saying, Well, if you if you do this, I I'll do that or I won't do this and it can really like mess with the person's mind because like I've heard of instances where people threaten their significant other 
for example, a girl was going to leave a guy, which was really toxic. And he said, well, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself, which is like, how does someone get around that? That's like really manipulative. And it's like very difficult, especially if you're a teenager, you're finding out who you are and you're developing. And then you get into a relationship and like you're at a crossroads. You don't know what to do. All right. So my other question is like, do you think bribing is one of those like manipulations that people do in order to like stay in a relationship? Yes, definitely. Okay. I have a question. How does self-worth play into part of like toxic relationships? It plays a big part because you have to, um, every day you should just like mostly do things that make yourself happy and all of that and you can't just um you can think about others and all of that but in, to be frank and to be honest you you and who you are is more important than the person that you're having a relationship with you being successful you're pursuing what you want to pursue and all of that is more important so if that person doesn't meet the standards of what you want in your relationship then you should never be with them Wait, you can go. Yeah, some people say that having like some people say if you have like too much morals is a bad thing, but at the same time it's also a good thing because a lot of people they'll get into relationships and they're not even in the right mindset, they're dealing with depression, family issues and they think that a relationship will solve that, but it just makes it worse in a lot of times. And that's because they're not independent on themselves. They get into relationships to depend on somebody. And a lot of those relationships are very toxic because you're putting all your problems on somebody else and expecting them to fix that. And not a lot of people realize those are also toxic relationships. Okay, so my next question. Oh, I feel like Carissa wanted to. Oh, go ahead, Carissa. My bad. Honestly, like, that is the best thought-provoking question that you can ever think of. Because going into a relationship, if you do not love yourself, you can't love someone else. So self-esteem is like very important, especially going into a relationship. Because if you don't love yourself, it's just going to go down the drain. Right, right. And also, like, remember, it's, you know, what you want, but also what you deserve. Like, you deserve happiness. You deserve someone to love you the way you should be loved. Healthy, like healthily, if that's a word. I think I just made up a word. You did make up a word. But it's okay. That's okay. In a healthy way, you know, you deserve to be loved. And you do not deserve any uh, mistreatment or anything like that. So self-worth is a big, big component when it comes to staying in relationships that are toxic. Um, That's intimate and... Um, yeah, right. Friendships, family, like all that stuff. It, you need to be in a healthy relationship and it, you know, your self-worth is big. So before we move forward to another question, so now I have a question for the males in the room, which now they're all like, oh gosh. Um, you know, because I'm sure we will see you guys, but I'm sure you guys know people who either are in unhealthy relationships whether they are the cause of the unhealthy relationship or they are in, their partners in the 
one who's causing them not to be relationships. Why do you think that happens? Wait, can you repeat the question? So, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was like a long-worded question. So, I know, like, as males, why do you think, um, and maybe you guys can think of someone in particular, um, you know, whether, why do males stay in unhealthy relationships, whether they are the cause of the unhealthy relationship, or their partner is the cause of the unhealthy relationship? Well, I mean, I feel that most, like, guys, when they're in an unhealthy relationship, like, they'll stay in, like, probably just because of, like, the girl, because, you know, she could be, like, really pretty or hot, or, like, maybe she has a lot of money. Like, there's always something to gain, like, from a relationship, especially if, like, it's unhealthy, especially, like, if it's, like, if the person is staying in the unhealthy relationship, like, they're looking for something. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, possible blood. But, like, if you're, like, unhappy with the person, I mean, obviously, like, you normally just won't be in, but, like I said, (laughs) as I'm, like, keep repeating myself, you're something to gain from it. Yeah. It's like you're not just in a relationship just to be in it. Like either it's sex or money yeah. or jewelry or anything. Like how the person treat you, there's something in it. Right. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Daniel said, or you don't want to see me. Yeah. So as was Isaiah was saying, um, yeah, it's always things to gain from relationship. But my point of view is that like also um people, like some men can like be scared to like find the outcome if they broke up with a specific person if they like because you know um if you hurt a girl's feelings they just like, like come tell you oh why did you hurt her feelings like that she was nice to you and everything but they don't really know if that the, that person is really right for them or anything so i think that um there's a lot to think about when you're um, in a relationship and how to like um deal with a really abusive relationship so yeah So my next question is, what kind of messages about dating abusive and relationships do we see in a in the media? Okay, Amanda, <laughs> she didn't even she didn't even have words. were toxic with each other and they still stay with each other they think that's kind of like a slope a lot of people will use the word love irrationally like how i see it i feel like they had lust not love okay so so y'all would use slang words so basically not not a lot of people know what i'm talking about but when i say lust a lot of people think that it's more of a sexual term when it's not okay i feel when people say they love each other so early, especially in very toxic relationships, it's like fake love. It's lust. Right. Like okay. they only love them because they care for them, or they only love them because they've been there together for a certain amount of time. Because most people just get into relationships for the clout, for the gloating, because they think it's just, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. And I think social media is a very big part mm-hmm. of toxic relationships. Like, if the dude wasn't, if the dude didn't post his girlfriend, then she's gonna get mad because it's basically like 
he's trying to keep her a secret from the world and stuff. And it's just so, so many things that are wrong with social media relationships. And it just drives couples to a wall. Um, so my question for you, Amanda, is when you was talking about love, so what, what are the things that you're looking for when you're in love with someone? When I'm in love with somebody? Yeah. Not, yeah. What does that mean to you, by the way? For love, my definition of it is someone, just as like a family member, someone that I know fully, someone that I trust, because I can't love you because I don't trust you. So trust is a big thing. Basically trust someone that I appreciate, someone that I care for as a person, you know, the good and the bad. That's what I think of love. And I feel like I would only use the words, I love you, if I actually knew you well and I started caring for you. So so do you believe, like, love can also consider people that you look up to? You mean, like, well... Not, me, not like relationship love, but like... What, like, like friendly love? Yeah. Platonic love? Well, to me, when someone says love, I just think of a chemical person to friend. I think she's all purely scientific. But I guess you can have a friendly love. I'm not... Of course you can. Yeah. 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 Like, you have a you best have friend. Your yeah. A best friend, you can love them. <laughs> I like how Zaya was like, that's because he's my best friend. Do you love you love him? I I love I don't like him, but I love him. He gets on my nerves. That's okay. Him. In a healthy way. <laughs> In a healthy way. Oh, <laughs> so wait, you were talking about lust. What do you think lust is again? To me, I think lust is something that goes into relationship and evades and like kinda covers itself as love. Lust is a sexual desire. I'm not. It has a double meaning to me, right? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm I'm just saying, like that's the you know the Oxford. The Oxford Oxford dictionary. Oxford definition of lust. When you the difference between lust and love is a sexual desire, like for someone. So a lot of times, as teenagers, I know. Is there something wrong with that? 
It's just that swag is such an outdated term. Wow. Wait, what? It how is, is how is that outdated? I think they use drip now. Yeah, Isaiah. He's, You're Resources for teens because you know we do talk a lot about like 
um, domestic violence. Uh, but I don't know if we're talking enough about teen dating violence. Do you think there's enough resources out there for you guys to, or safe places for you guys to talk about it? No. 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 I know exactly what it is, so I'm just going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. So what can, what are you, how can that get fixed? I'm not saying that it can be fixed overnight. What are, why? Why we can't, like, go and stuff? Yes. It's because usually, like, in toxic ones, you'll probably get blackmailed, or you'll probably have to do things that you're not comfortable with and be too ashamed to express that to people. So you won't get, you know, ashamed and stuff. Okay. So it's sometimes hard to talk about, especially with adults. Because when you talk, because when you talk about relationships to your mother or to your father, it's like just wait until you get older today, or just wait until after high school. But they never really teach you how to be in relationships. Or like for me, I don't know it's for like other colored children, but it was like my mom. She was like, try your best to come back home with a white. So I can have like more, you know, so my life can be just a tad bit easier Okay. when I grew up because I would have more chances of being a white man. So you will most likely be rich or stuff like that. Oh, okay. Interesting. And Sam, you have something? No, okay. She's like, I'm, I'm going to skip over that. I'm just, I, okay. Um, What I wanted to say was before there can be any um, resources, we first have to be aware that these dating violence is a thing. Right. I agree with that. So, there are, I I strongly believe there are not enough safe places for teens to express how they experience what they experience in their relationships. Because I know for a fact just, you know, being transparent, my mother was like, what do you know about dating? We ain't dating nobody. Right. That ain't nothing. You holding hands in the hallway ain't nothing. That's like, ugh. But mom, I love him. Like, that's <laughs> how I was. <laughs> At 16. <laughs> no, it's true. Like. Um, for me, I kind of disagree. Because, <laughs> like, you're going to need a resource in order to know about teen dating violence, if you know what I mean. Because uh, when you have okay. resources, you, it can be your family members. It can be, um. For instance, many counseling places, all of that. You need a resource in order to know something is is it. So do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I point something out? Yes, Chris. I think sometimes we forget you're there. <laughs> it's totally fine. So I I was thinking about something earlier, which is that a lot of um teens, a lot of a lot of the younger generation, they look up to social media for advice, and especially in social media, um, abusive relationships, they're more fantasized than anything um so like i've seen videos of uh boyfriends like choking their girlfriends and in the comment sections the girls are like heart emojis like how is that uh attractive how is that something positive like i've seen videos of also like boyfriends talking down to their girlfriend and they are finding that as attractive which it's not no one's supposed to be degraded in that manner. 
and the fact that teens look to social media for advice. For example, if you don't know who to talk to, you can't talk to your parents, you can't talk to your counselors. Your first reaction is to go to the internet. Personally, that's what I do. If I have an issue, I'm like, hey, Google, what is this? What does this mean? This and that. So if there are like more avenues on the internet, for example, um, probably online group chats or something with someone positive who's giving the accurate information, that can be a lot of change because just talking to adults, that's, it's very, I don't know, it's, it's probably going to be harder because not everyone has a, a trustable adult that they can talk to. So, yeah. That's, no, you make a really valid point. I think, you know, it is, it can be very uncomfortable talking to an adult about like, you know, just, you know, this is what's happening in my relationship, you know, um, he's asked or he or she is asking me to do this. This is making me uncomfortable. What do you think? So do you guys think adding a, a peer to peer, uh, support would be helpful? Well, yes and no. Okay. Like what Carissa said, it really depends on the friend that you're talking to. Because some friends can build a toxic relationship and think that they're also healthy. Okay. And usually when you talk about like relationship problems to your friends, they'll share it. And then it becomes like a whole argument and it becomes bigger than it actually seems. Mm-hmm. So it creates more stress because other people are in it and now everyone's giving you their own piece of advice. Got it. And I can under like what Chris said about the children part and about yeah. degrading some teenagers, they like their relationships to be purely sexual. Right. So they like to do that. They like to post it and everything because that's how they view themselves as. Some couples would rather, you know, keep all that stuff private. And like try to just do like the whole because we're teenagers, we're yeah. we're gonna do some weird regrettable stuff right now. Yeah. So, but a lot of teenagers like I follow teenagers and like their Instagram or their or their other accounts. They'll be like they'll be twerking in the camera. They'll be doing all this yeah. nasty <laughs> stuff, and yeah. then, I never understood. Yeah. Unhealthy, yeah. 
unhealthy. You had a really good day and can't wait to tell your partner because you know that they'll be excited to hear about it. Healthy. Healthy. That's pretty healthy. 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 Woohoo. Healthy. Uh, your partner uses a name or pronoun that you don't like but stops using it once you correct them or ask them not to. Healthy. 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 Yes, healthy. Your partner controls your Facebook and other social media accounts. Unhealthy. That's a no-no. Unhealthy, I'm sorry. Unhealthy. Yeah, well, Miss Danielle said that's a no-no. Unhealthy. Unhealthy and toxic. Yes. yes. Uh, I forgot to tell you guys, yeah, there's also the option of abusive, so that's under abusive. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what you're So, um, all right. Your partner texts you more than you want them to and gets angry if you don't respond. Healthy, unhealthy, or abusive? Say that one more time. Your partner texts you more than you want them to and gets angry if you don't respond. Abusive. Uh, unhealthy. I mean, they don't act on it, I feel like. I mean, it could be abusive until they, uh, I don't know. I, I'll say abusive. That that gives me abusive vibes. I mean, I just know it's not uh, healthy. It's just so. not healthy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, unhealthy. Carissa. Yeah, I would say that's unhealthy. Unhealthy. Um. After an argument, your partner blocks the doorway and takes keys to prevent you from leaving. Abusive. A no, no. <laughs> abusive. That's definitely abusive. Abusive. Chrisa? Yeah, abusive. All right. That is that. Um, I wish we could go through more, but we are running out of time. So, um, let's go through our last, which is my favorite part. Um, this is going to be our conclusion of another episode. So, we're going to go around and do our last minute thoughts. Miss Danielle, what our last minute thoughts really are. Um, we kind of just go around, we kind of wrap up the episode, um, and we just like to give our readers, readers, nobody's reading, um, our listeners just kind of like last minute things, whether it's a thought, a feeling, or just a shout out. So, uh, Marcus, why don't you give us a go on our last minute thought? Thank you for watching, everyone. Watch, listening. I mean, listening. <laughs> Still looking at the screen, but listening. Okay. Um. <laughs> I hope you, I hope to see you in the next episode and stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening. If you didn't get anything from the episode, you know, awkward dictionary definitions, um, <laughs> you know, swaggy is not in, swag is not in, it's all drip. Um, wow. Right. Um, that I'm getting old, obviously, if you're in Finland. Very good time. Drake is. I also want to say thank you everybody for uh, listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Um, always remember that communication is important, especially in a relationship. Always work things out with your partner, make sure things are healthy. Never want to unhealthy or abuse a relationship or anything manipulative. And if you're in that situation and you don't know how to get out of it, it's help like your family, friends, or anybody that's really around you that would give you like a positive story. Thank you. Encourage. <laughs> <laughs>
don't try to get into arguments. It's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about finding a solution that you both can be happy with. I was going to say why Isaiah said, but you already said it. So, have a good day, night, evening. Whenever you're listening. Yes. Carissa? Okay, so I have something to say. I don't know if it's, like, accurate, but might as well put it out there. Um, So, it, it is important to love yourself before anything. And this is especially for my guys. Like, I've heard that how F-boys are created is because they get brokenhearted by one girl and then decided to uh, hurt every other girl in their life. So what I have to say is that if you're broken, you have to take time for yourself to heal before you get into a relationship. Because it makes no point going around hurting others because someone hurt you. So just look into yourself. Trust me, you have love for yourself to give. Love yourself, and when you're ready, that's when you can decide to go in a relationship. But that's all I had to say for you guys. Have a good day. Uh, wow. You know, when I, again, when I do these things last, um, everybody says really great things, and then I'm just like, whoa. Um. <laughs> what was that sound? Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, just kind of repeating what everybody said, you know, love yourself. Um, Isaiah, everything that Isaiah said was great. Um, you know, just know that if you're in a relationship, though, and you, you know, it's toxic and it's, you know, and it's not safe, there is a way out. Um, and know yourself and you are stronger than you think you are and look for it um so thank you guys for another great episode remember we're always looking for uh to promote creative minds writers and just you guys in general so give us a shout out on our website at www.theimanisafespace.com remember you can find us at apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podbean and Spotify, and please subscribe to us. We definitely, guys, we want to know what you think of us, and follow us at um, on Instagram at the Amani. Nope, sorry, it's Amani Safe Space. And Miss Danielle, can you give us the Amani's uh, Instagram as well, since I have you on? I sure can. Oh, just one more thing I forgot to say: know your worth. Self worth is everything. It's the new energy, like, you need good vibes, you need to love yourself, like Carissa said, but also know your worth. Um, and the uh, Instagram is thebridge underscore Imani. Oh, and there's also nothing wrong with being single, by the way. Don't let your friends peer pressure you into getting, a, getting into a relationship. Get into a relationship when you know it's with the right person that actually appreciate and cares for you. Amen. So, again, guys, thank you for another episode. Check us out for episode 10. Thank you, guys. We'll check you out later. <laughs>